Hello, friend. Welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project podcast. You obviously have me here, Sarah and... And Greer. And Greer. Come on down. It's a contest show. Wanted to give you a grand announcement. Thank you. Um, a couple episodes ago, we did, I guess you could say like an off the cuff, let's turn on the mic and have a conversation. And we had so much fun with that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about um, spiritual practice versus practicality. Yeah. And embodying mm, your spiritual practice. Yeah. And let's do it again. All right. Let's do it again and just see what comes out of this episode. I have some ideas. All right. Let's go. You are listening to the Fulfillment Project Podcast. My name is Sarah Funnell, your host, fellow sister seeker, and author of Follow the Joy, the book on aligned manifestation. This show is your spot for spiritual and personal development. It's your soft landing into a place for you to embody your truth and reclaim your sovereign power. I've been a coach for more than a decade, helping thousands of people transform their lives. And I'll be sharing the most effective and profound tools to help you step into the most abundant, joyful, and fulfilled version of yourself. I'm so glad we found each other here today. My promise to you is that this show will support you to live from a fully embodied and aligned space so that you can reach your goals, share your gifts with the world, and step into a life that is truly your own. Take my hand, dear sister, and let's jump in. So I was driving over here. And I just thought it would be fun for us to have a conversation about all the ways uh, our ego entangles itself in things and how many things just we form our identity around. Mm -hmm. Not because I have transcended this. I have absolutely not. But because I think it's fun to look at all of the things that we assume are us that are not us. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I was just thinking about like it's really everything. Yeah. You can you can dis, like you can find your identity in anything. Mhm. Um I'm curious about how this thought like came, came to, to be. <laughs> like where, do you know where it came from or you just driving it was like one of those things. Okay. One so, of those like existential crisis <laughs> questions that we ask ourselves i guess i was reflecting on all of my problems great you know as one does while they're driving (laughs) um and it was just funny because i was like man life is a never-ending string of problems and then you die and that's one way to look at it yeah (laughs) like probably the most pessimistic way i could be looking at something but I also realized like, okay, but what if they're not like problems? Because we always say, oh, like obstacles or opportunities and Mm -hmm. for healing and growth. And I was like, oh, those aren't my problems. That's just my path. Like, congratulations. This is what I'm going to be dealing with in life. And I can either ignore it or sit in my car and contemplate it, or I can actually like do something and let it go and heal and and move on so well that got me on a tangent of thinking about all the ways we can our ego can identify who we are which is not at all who we are yeah you know and it i think the first thing at least for me that people sort of identify themselves with is like their body like their physical form because we all have one and we can sort of put them on a spectrum 
maybe a hierarchy mm-hmm. of going, am I more beautiful than this person? Am I thinner? Am I fitter? Am I taller? Am I shorter? Like yeah. all of those things that our ego can latch on to and go, oh, I may not have this, but I have this body and it does this for me. Mm-hmm. And I, well, me personally, and I think a lot of other women too, men included, um, have maybe are warring with their bodies a little bit. Are what with their bodies? Warring. Warring. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been doing this since the day I was born. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and deciding that my body is like the cause and also the solution to all of my problems. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, if I can make it look a certain way, if I can get it to do a certain thing, then congratulations. My problems are solved. Like, it was the problem. Yeah, that definitely resonates with me. Even from, like, my fitness days, um, controlling food and controlling exercise and having all this organization around things for the body used to give me a sense of power, Mm. a sense of control. Um, and I know whenever things would get stressful or chaotic, like the one thing I could control was like, okay, I'm going to go do this with my body or I'm going to feed my body this. Or if I have this all like mapped out, there was this sense of control. Yeah. And I think that that power and control is like so alluring to the ego. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, this is everything that I wanted. If I can get it through identifying with my physical form, yeah, then awesome. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I know that it works. Um, And then I guess if you don't identify with your physical form, the next thing that you could latch on to is like your intelligence and your intellect. Oh, like maybe I don't have the greatest body or someone else has a better body than me, which is always going to happen. I can go and, you know, get this education. I can read all of these books. I can have all of these accolades and all of this training. And I can just be smarter than everyone mm. else. This makes me a somebody. The ego wants to be a somebody. Yeah. Like, it wants to be seen. It wants to be heard. It wants to be recognized. Like, how, how can I gain, you know, power and control and, like, authority? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to talk about how much I know. And I'm going to gather more information. And I'm just going to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Which works until you're in a room with really smart people (laughs) and you realize, oh, I don't know enough. And it's this great problem for the ego to have because it's never ending. Mm -hmm. Like all of these are never ending. You're never going to be able to know everything. Everything. (laughs) Yeah. Try it. Yeah. There's not enough time in the world, especially because, you know, we're discovering new things. Yes. Every second. Yes. You have a lot of catching up to do. Yes. And let's say, you know, you don't really have that great of a body. You're not really the smartest person. Well, maybe you identify with like your background and your, um, I want to say like your class. Class, like maybe, cultural upbringing. Yeah, yeah, maybe you were born into a really, you know, affluent family. You have like a really great last name. Um you what, know what's that like <laughs> can some dm us we want to know um you know like again i 
don't have a body, I don't have intellect, but oh my goodness, am I just classier than everyone else? Mm-hmm. I'm a lord, I'm a lady. Part I'm of this family or this, part of this social family. standing. Yeah, my heritage mm-hmm. is such that my, you know, my genes are superior. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and it's just, it's really interesting. You see it yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, the thing, you're also like, society rewards beauty rewards certain body types it rewards people being smart and so i think it's it's almost like that it perpetuates the ego to want to validate itself even more yeah and you know when something happens in any of these situations it's it's oh my goodness this is a threat to my existence because you identified with it yes um let's talk about that right like so we're not saying that you can't have a body in fact good luck not having one (laughs) we can't we're not saying that you you know can't have you know a degree in something or want to learn about something or you can never read a book ever again um and we're also not saying that you have to like you know forfeit your ancestry at all you can have all of these things but not have them be who you are Mm. as an individual. Mm -hmm. And maybe before we get into the weeds with that, I have two more things that I came up with on on the way over. You did a lot on the way over here. It was almost like an hour drive. It was productive. (laughs) I had a lot of time to think about things. Um, So let's say you don't have a body. You're not very smart. You didn't come from a particularly, you know, nice bloodline. But maybe you have a lot of wealth. Hmm. You know, money is one of those things. If you want power and control, awesome. You know, that, that's a really great way to, to get it. Um, and if you have none of those four things, well, then that fifth thing, and it's like the default that I think uh, we see a lot of. If you don't have a body, if you're not particularly smart, if you didn't come from a really great background and if you don't have a lot of money, well, congratulations, you are a victim. Mm. And you can identify with being a victim of life. It's and everybody else's fault and life is unfair. And why me? You know, it, it all started when I was born mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just gone downhill from there. Yeah. How I see this, because like really from a, like a mentality perspective, I look at like, are you empowered or are you in victim mode? But knowing that, and and in this conversation, I'm almost seeing kind of like, is it ego empowered or is it like the higher self whole version of yourself that's empowered in your identity and in who you are? Right. And I think if... Because you can feel very empowered, like like coming from a fitness background myself, like when I was in great shape and on stage and like so much validation from other people for like what i looked like oh fuck i felt empowered i felt great i, I felt, felt on top great. of the world it was amazing yeah. tell me how good i am <laughs> praise me <laughs> praise my physical form right i think that and and you know there are also smaller ways right like do you put your sense of self in the diet that you eat you know, are are you vegan? Are right. you carnivore? Are you paleo? Are you keto? Do you intermittent fast? Yeah. And is that who you are? Yeah. Um, your political ideologies, um, even opinions on like movies, like 
oh, you didn't find that funny? Well, I guess you're just not smart enough to get the joke or, yeah, yeah. you know, like they're sort of sub classes yeah. to these things. And a great way to know if you are identified with an opinion you have or some aspect of your life situation is to watch what happens when someone says something bad or when it gets threatened. Mm-hmm. Because if someone insults your intelligence or your body can you hold it as okay that person has an opinion and that doesn't really affect me or is your life hanging in the balance yeah yeah right if that triggers you to feel a negative way or question your self-worth then the ego has held on to that identity yeah, yeah, and your your sense of identity, the sense of who you are, as in like, if I don't have this thing, I don't exist. Yeah. We both have very similar stories with this. Mm-hmm. For myself, anyone who's a longtime listener knows that I got really sick with my breast implants and I couldn't work out. I couldn't compete. I couldn't do photo shoots. Um, I could barely run my business for about a year and a half there, which was everything was fitness. And so if I'm not Sarah, the fitness girl... And like, who am I? And I got to take out my boobs. And I, <laughs> and I thought of like, oh my God, I had so much muscle at the time. Like, I'm just going to look like a man. And so my body as well was threatened. And so... As if someone could accuse you of being a man. I well, I look back now and I like laugh. But because like my identity was so held up in that, Ian and like I started out on um, Facebook and especially on Instagram as like the fitness girl. So it was always like workout stuff and my competitions and my photo shoots. And so when the actual identification is there, especially on like a social platform, and I know this can be very common nowadays because we're so connected that way and we show so much content there. When you have to start questioning like, well, how do I show up and who am I without those things? It can be the scariest, but most empowering, um, state because you can break away from that stronghold of that identification that really limits you. Yeah. And, you know, similar story here, like when things started going really wrong, wrong with my health, you know, I had to stop working. I had to walk away from, you know, getting another degree. Um, like, so, so there went, you know, and I couldn't go to the gym anymore. Like, so there goes my body and my intellect and like yeah. my ability to like buy things that I can then identify with. Um, And the key with when you have those things fall away or any type of ego disillusionment is to not then go and replace it Mm -hmm. with something else, which is not what I did. I went to that fifth thing. I was a victim of life. You know, how could this have happened to me? I was given a defective body or like the world is against me because I got sick. Um, I go to the replacement. Yeah. Or, <laughs> How do I fill the void? Yeah. Um, there's there's <laughs> Make a space Make myself somebody here. again in some other area. Yeah. You know, I think that's why, like, if we shop, we're trying to, like, fill that void. But that's what that void is. It's that space between what our ego has said we are mm-hmm. and then who we actually are, which is none of those things. If we're talking about something, you are not this thing. I say that to myself as well. Um it could be, you know, replacing it with relationships, 
right? It could be any type of activism that you are going into. It could be a new job that you want to Mm -hmm. land, any type of new certification, a new friend group even, new clothes. Yeah. Like that's like filling the gap when something falls apart. Yeah. So. Because it's uncomfortable. It is. It's It's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. For the ego. Yeah. I, I know for myself, you're kind of left like bewildered of like almost like a paralyzed state mm-hmm. you're like i don't know what to do i don't know where to go i don't know how i should act because when that identity is taken away because the identity forms like how i act how i speak how i show up how people view me so when that's gone it's like what the f- what do i do what do i do who am i who am i how do i operate where's the where's the manual like download the next system in order to make this human operate yeah but but that key of who am i stop pause yeah like ask that question yes because your mind is going to go into solution mode mm mm-hmm which is who am I? Cool. My mind's going to create it. And if it's a mental construct, it's not you. But if you can sit in that in-between, that liminal space of, you know, this thing that I thought was me that obviously fell away. So I'm still here. It couldn't have been me. Who am I? Wait for a response. Yes. And enlightened teachers will tell you, if you hear a response... That's not it. (laughs) I've never heard that. Yeah. It's like just the mind trying to fill in the gap. Is that what that means? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Who you are. There there are no words for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've actually, this conversation, I've I've seen this common um, over the past few years, uh, working with a few when I was still doing business coaching, um, where let's say like a client was not uh, satisfied with what they were coaching in anymore. Let's use fitness as an example, because this Mm -hmm. is a very real example. Um, Doesn't want to be a fitness coach anymore. Doesn't want to talk about macros or fat loss or anything like that, but they don't know what else they want to coach in. And so there's that ego disillusionment, like a disentanglement that has to happen with like who you think you are as the business owner or as the coach or like what you teach on. And sometimes it's not always like jumping into like the next thing, but allowing a space for you to see like, where am I being called? Mm -hmm. As opposed to like quickly trying to like fill that, well, if I'm supposed to show up on Instagram next week talking about something, what am I going to talk about? I don't know. What do you feel like talking about? Like you don't need to have like such a a plan and a construct in place that's actually the ego gripping for like safety oh yeah planning yeah Yeah. huge yeah planning control know what's going on absolutely yeah do it on a daily basis (laughs) yeah so curious how do you define ego what comes to mind ego i feel is like the mind mind-made concept of self Mm. that's how i define ego yeah and i know some people lump in the you know ego is you know a built-in mechanism to keep you alive it's your like animal instincts to protect you and all of that I don't view that as ego. I view ego as strictly all of your mind-made problems and your conceptual self. Mm -hmm. 
I view sort of like your instincts as just like a part of your body. Like it's so tightly linked to your nervous system. And it operates largely outside of your control anyway. So that's how I would separate the two. Yeah. Right? Because people are like, we don't want to get rid of ego because otherwise we wouldn't. And and I just see ego so much as like the story we tell ourselves, the the narrative that goes on in our head. You know, how is it that you know, I could find all of these issues that exist nowhere outside of myself. Yeah. Or I can create problems with my body or my intelligence or the amount of money I have or the stuff that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, don't do that. I mean, yeah. I can still do it, but, you know, don't if you can... So, like so wrapped up in it. Yeah, if you can catch yourself and go, oh, I'm actually creating a problem. Like if you go... And are like, hey, I, I absolutely need to lose weight. And I now need to have to, I now need to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. My weight problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, again, it's, it's like fixing something that wasn't broken in the first place. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't have to. I mean, you can if you want to. Right. You know, I think I said before, and if I didn't, I really do mean it. We're not saying that you can't have a body. You can't hold opinions. You can't, right. you know still exercise and eat well and take care of your body we're not saying that you can't read another book again or that you can't hold an opinion or align yourself with any you know political policy in the future we're not saying that at all yeah we're saying like have those but don't be them Mm -hmm. they're not who you are and that way you can all you're better able to have a conversation because you can defend a mental opinion when that mental opinion is not you. You. You're not triggered. You're not... You're not getting defensive because your life depends on it. Right. And your sense of self depends on it. Yeah. You're just having a discourse. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you will change your mind. But if you are completely identified with your standpoint, you're not going to change your mind. Yes. Because changing your mind means death. Mm. It's almost looking at like, what is my motive behind this? Yeah. And that, that's some, that's kind of a filter that I ran a lot of things through. If I'm like, maybe I've noticed I've gained some weight as an example, like our bodies fluctuate. It happens, right? And so sometimes you can watch the mind like, <gasps> we need to fix this. There's something wrong. And it's, I find like challenging those thoughts of like, why is that wrong? Who says that's wrong? Where did I learn this? does that what does this mean about me and becoming the observer and and watching that and then asking like well what would um, like a higher self or like a more loving motive be and there's many times where like I will not take action even like like we'll keep with the weight example like I won't take action towards the quote-unquote fixing until I feel like I've gotten myself to a good place where it's not out of um, a scarcity mentality and it's like, no, I want to go move my body because I fucking love my body and it, and it needs to move every day. Like it loves to move every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to feed myself this nourishing food because hello, like whole, whole food that's full of nutrients makes me thrive and it gives me energy and allows me to show up in my life and be with the people I want to be with and do the things that I want to do. Not from like, I'm doing this because it's going to make me lose 10 pounds. Or I'm doing this because I am this nutrition coach i am this fitness coach and i have to walk the walk or something like this how i eat is who i am Mm. right so i think i like what you say they're like what are what are my motivations 
And do they come from trying to fix a perceived problem? Or do they come from, you know, acceptance and compassion towards these things? Because yeah. I feel when the motive is not aligned with your authentic self, which I'd love to talk about, like authenticity. When your motive is not aligned with your authentic self, it's almost like looking for acceptance um, outside of yourself. So I'm doing this or I am, I need to be this or uphold this identity because society says this is good or people will validate me or I'll, I'll be accepted. Um, whereas doing things from a purely self-acceptance space um, a, I find you get better results. It comes easier. Uh, and you have a sense of fulfillment without having the goal met, if that makes any sense. Yes. Yeah. I do want to ask you a question. Yeah. What's your definition of the authentic self? Hmm. That's a great question. And you don't have to yeah. have an answer. Yeah. What's coming to mind is um, pure loving acceptance. Um, when I feel my most, most authentic self, um, there's no need to get anything, fix anything, change anything. Even if it's like you and me, Greer, sitting here like talking, having a conversation. I really feel like I'm in a very authentic space for myself. I don't feel the need to show up uh, more grandiose than I guess I would say how I feel comfortable. Um, I don't feel the need to be perfect or like, what are people going to think? Like it just comes from like a pure loving acceptance. Mm -hmm. And there's so much freedom in that I find. Yeah. I think for me to answer my own question, yeah, no, yeah. the authentic self is just like the self, the I behind like, Greer, like the the essence, as Michael right? Singer would say, pure loving awareness. Exactly. So yes. I feel like we answered the question, like we're getting at the same thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. And obviously, your most authentic self is just your state of consciousness at mm -hmm. any given moment. How true are you being to that part of yourself? Yeah. And it could be quite a long process of detangling the ego from all of these different things. Yeah. Let's plug a book here. Your uh, book? No. <laughs> oh, I was just about to say not my book, although okay. it's great. <laughs> um, Michael Singer's book, yeah. The Untethered Soul, is mm -hmm. fantastic for this conversation about ego and authenticity and like that pure loving awareness and what it takes to get to that space. Yes, absolutely. And he does a bunch. And if you don't want to buy the book, he does a bunch of podcasts you can listen to as well. Yeah. I always enjoy listening to them. They make me happy. Yeah. yeah. I find whenever I'm reading a book, I will go and find that author because they always do podcast tours, right? Yeah. And so I find when I'm reading a book and I'm also listening to the podcast that the author's on, a lot, you know, reiterating what's in the book, but you do hear a lot of nuance and more stories that come through. I find it helps me integrate the teachings from the books a lot more. Mm. And yeah, Michael Singer's got a lot of great stuff on there. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about on this podcast? Oh, that was great. From yeah. a random... Just a random... Neurotic thought <laughs> as you were driving. Great episode. My neuroses comes in handy. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Thank you for joining us on this episode. And we'll see you on the next one.
Bye, everyone. Bye.